0: Our premise is helping people who are stuck, whether it's personal career, just stuck in some fashion. And then we have high intellect individuals who have unique experiences that can help enhance your fundamentals of your everyday life. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Off The Dome Radio. My name is Colin Slager, along with me, Tim Aldersmeyer. So today we get into some interesting new topics, uh, starting off with blue light. Um, I recently bought a couple pair of blue light blocking glasses. I know that's kind of a craze right now. Uh, I have done some reading and research on that, so trying it out. Uh, We'll keep everyone updated on that. And also got into... uh, how you're going to be remembered for the way you treated people while you were on this earth Uh, so not just what you do throughout life but how are you treating people and uh, because that's what we kind of get into and how people really remember someone a lot of the time is how they were treated Uh, so kind of give that as a little little self-reflection i guess if you will tim tim what else Slager, I really
1: enjoyed this episode. We were feeling good. We got into three questions that you can ask that can boost your emotional intelligence. We focused in on self-awareness, being honest with yourself, and seeking feedback from others that will allow you to reach a higher level of success. Having that tough conversation uh, and being eager to learn something that you may not want to hear, but you need to hear from that friend in your life, that mentor, uh, that boss. And We talk about how small changes can have sometimes the biggest impacts on your life. And we end on a little Ralph Waldo Emerson quote uh, and how it can help you cure your next FOMO that you may be facing. We kind of get into living in the moment, uh, looking at your your time in a different way, and because it's easy to miss out on stuff that you may think you should be there for, but we talk about focusing on uh, the task at hand and getting the most out of the present moment. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy the
0: episode. Without further ado, episode 31. If we ever run into some of our current, future, potential indie listeners and we end up talking, you're going to hear me drop a lot of movie quotes. I'm just saying. It's going to happen. And Good. I wouldn't even think twice about it. It'll, it's a habit. It's just force of habit at this point.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I got problems, dude. I got I got issues.
1: Oh, man. Got to gotta flex that movie <laughs> intelligence. If you, if you can assign a movie quote to a feeling or a life event… That shows uh, cognitive ability that you need to. I mean, you need to
0: flex sometimes, you know what I'm saying?: Yeah, but then it's like, have I watched too much, even though I read and do a lot more now than I watch, but I'm like, man, I still do like my movies. I like movies.:
1: No, they say mo- movies are good to watch because it, it helps people find emotions within themselves that they can relate to the characters. And I mean, it's good to watch movies because you can learn like emotional intelligence nonverbal cues from the way people talk to and the storyline and identifying to the why behind the movie so. yeah
0: is it bad sometimes i feel super unproductive when i watch a movie though like in the back of the back back of my mind i'm like wow i'm wasting my time sometimes i still feel that is that bad no because
1: i mean it, i mean you can always because like man I should, be more, I should you be you always be pr- more productive but have you seen dwayne the rock johnson's Dwayne Instagram, he'll just throw on a movie and just eat while he while he eats his meals. He watches movies all the time. I feel like he's really
0: earned that a lot more than (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But sometimes it's like, man, I should be reading instead of watching. I should be writing instead of watching. Sometimes I get that, but then I'm like, well, I need to still live.
1: Yeah. And balance
0: it. So try to get
1: some type of value out of the movie. Yeah. Have have something like you should be able to watch a movie and be like, hey, that changed my perspective on something that motivated me to do something
0: that's why i try to watch documentaries Mm -hmm. i think like even if it's like the fire festival yeah i knew more about our modern culture than i did Mm -hmm. before
1: you learned about the nature of instagram influencer marketing from it
0: and how a lot of them are shit stains (laughs) i love it um yeah and how shysty bill mcfarland is
1: Mhm. Yeah, we'll see him again in 2024 probably. Yeah, yeah something like that. Gets Some out. new
0: scam that people are still yeah. going to go for.
1: Magnesis 2.0. Yeah,
0: no <laughs> shit. But uh see we things that aren't scams <laughs> that I think. Uh blue light blocking glasses. Mm. I got mine in last night so I'm testing them out.
1: So tell tell the listeners what uh what benefit does blue light glasses so give?
0: So I've been wanting to try it for a while and uh so blue light is the harshest to us and so think about are you someone who looks at your phone right before you try to sleep do you work on your computer right before you fall asleep do you fall asleep trying to watch a movie like oh i can still fall asleep and watch something you might be able to still fall asleep just because your body can't handle anymore but you're still stimulated your mood is different like you're Your senses are different. And instead of being completely relaxed right before you go to bed, you're watching this action film or this rom-com. And so you start to feel all these different emotions or you get all this excitement. You get this rush of like, oh, man, I'm jacked up. Like that was an awesome scene. A lot of action. Love it. It's like right before you try to do the exact opposite of that. Mm -hmm. So it can ruin our circadian rhythm. And so when we evolved early on as humans we woke up with the sun went to sleep with the sun. That's naturally how it was supposed to be. And you know as we evolve in society and culture we start to stay up late wake up early go to sleep before or after the sun not with it wake up much earlier or later than the sun. Um, So think about you know, there are some people who have to work a nighttime shift. So if they sleep during the day, they need to make whatever room they're in, make their body believe it is nighttime. Yeah.
1: One that accompanies or supports their circadian rhythm. Exactly. Based so on, they, Based they, on light.
0: Exactly. So they still have to kind of reaccustom to that. Right. So that's one of the big things about the blue light. Uh, say like, so for example, I'm under fluorescent light all day, every day. And so I just got these. I might wear them all day at work and just to reduce some of that and that eye strain too. That's a big thing about it is eye strain. We don't think that we have an issue. We can see the computer. We can read what's on it or, you know, light is light, right? You know, they're just bulbs. They're emitting light. No, there's there's bad shit that comes from that too. So it's like increased eye strain just over and over and over. Not only is your sleep going to suffer which causes everything in your body to suffer because sleep is like the root of all Mm -hmm. you need sleep that's when your body repairs and restores and recovers and then if you're adding more eye strain extra stimulation like that is so much going on all at one time it's just not good especially Mm -hmm. right before you try to sleep too especially then Mm -hmm. where it's like we've talked about first thing in the morning you you start looking at a screen You are so stimulated. You haven't even let your body do its natural wake-up yet. And so I don't know if this is direct correlation this fast. I'm really tired after our long days. You know, I work 11-hour shifts, 12-hour shifts sometimes. And yeah, I'm tired after those. And I'm ready to go to sleep usually when I'm ready. But I wore these glasses a few hours last night and felt more tired and more ready to just sleep than I have like the night before. I just I felt more ready for sleep, mm-hmm. and it was strange. And so I don't know. Like I said, I'm trying it out very early in the stage. We'll see what happens. And I talked to my docs about it too. And I've I've kind of been that guy who brings some of the different out there weird shit into the office sometimes. Of you know, one of my docs brought a CBD lady in that's becoming more common love it i use a cream Um, i think it's fantastic but you know i'll bring in like you know there's aldoa methods different movements and ways to fix you know certain ailments without a surgery or prescription and they're like wait what is it and you know deals with the spine and stuff too and can really help you know disc bulges herniations things like that and uh, sometimes I'll just bring in these wild concepts that I'll read or learn about. And they're like, wait, what's that about? And so it's kind of cool I get to teach them. Mm-hmm. And so today I was like, hey, these came in. So I was I was wearing them. And I told them, hey, if I see some benefit, if I feel different with these, I'll, I'll pick you guys up the same pair that I got, you know, on me and...
1: on you. Oh, you're buying for them. Well, I mean they're my dudes yeah. yeah they're my guys get value first
0: and well and the that. other thing is like my 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 main boss and doc he he has invested a lot into me whether it's just believing me and continued education as well so he's dropped extra money and stuff like that so i try to not let that go for granted like oh that was tight i didn't pay for it it was tight i learned it and thanks it's like, no, like I I thanked him a bunch of times for it and still do. And it's just I can't give something of equal value right now except me to be the best at that. That is, that is what I should do anyway. That's my job. But outside of that, I want to do like every once in a while some small stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And if it's for my other doc, two days out of the week, there's a massage therapist that he kind of has to split a room with. So two days he's out with me. Treating patients, even if it's just setting up his room for the next day. Like, while he's finishing something. I just want, like, little things. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and they're not, like, crazy expensive. They're no, like, Felix Gray's yet. Mm-hmm. Felix Gray, they...
1: Where'd you get them from? No free ads.
0: These are Amazon. What kind are they? <sighs> Shit. Um, Kirka. K-I-R-K-A.
1: Okay, you have to send me those link. That link. yeah,
0: yeah, I'll send you a link.
1: Yeah, because they say that like you shouldn't really look at artificial light what like forty five to forty five minutes to an hour before you go to sleep. And for some people, that's impossible to do because you got to get that last minute work done on your computer before nighttime. Plus, it's fun to just look look at your phone, and just fall asleep to your phone. But I think that's one thing that's overlooked. People ask themselves, why aren't I sleeping? And you asked yourself that question, and you made a change to get these glasses that. Are pretty cost efficient. Who knows? That small twenty dollars investment that you made in those glasses, it could reap tons of benefits in the future in, in terms of the quality of sleep you get, the amount of sleep you get, which will in turn improve your productivity the next day. Absolutely. It's just amazing. You you know what? Which was what everybody should do is just you noticed a problem, you fixed it. Hopefully, trying you tried you made a step to fix it, um, and yeah, that's huge because like there's there's other organic things you can do to to not look at your phone, like read, it a, read a book or turn your brightness all the way down on your phone. But that only does, I mean, the brightness on your phone only does so much. So yeah. I'm glad that you kind of invested in something that is different than what you're normally doing.
0: And and going to sleep earlier too is is an issue. I like to do a little too much a lot of times. So it's not just the glasses, but I'm hoping I might feel and see some benefits. So we'll see. Um, I'll keep you and everyone updated on, on how I'm feeling. And I bought two different pair, one with orange lenses, one with clear. Um, I don't have any magnification on them, so I wear contacts. So when make I make a clear
1: it, kind that does the same thing?
0: It's like mine are like... Well, I mean, you can see a slight blue tint on these, but like they look like normal glasses. Mm-hmm. The other ones, there's an orange tint, and I'm going to see the difference in them. So one, I've read mixed things. Some say orange tint is better for nighttime. Some say it doesn't matter. Some say... I've heard orange, orange tents better for nighttime. Yeah, so i I bought both, and I, I I think I spent total like 35 bucks for both of them. Yeah, so it's like, I mean, yeah, they're not top of the line quality, but let me start somewhere and see if I mm-hmm. feel some benefit. Yep. And it was cool, like with um, with these, they give you a little uh, card. Looks like it's like a credit card style thing, and there's a, a blank white strip on the bottom of it so you know on one part of your credit card you have the long black strip so they have a big white one on the front and they give you a a blue light and you can you know hold whatever range you want so i kind of did a few different ranges of guessing okay about how far do i have my computer screen or phone away from me when i'm you know at nighttime? about how far and so I started I started really up close because it said, shine the light on this white strip. The darker the spot it creates, the more blue light it's going to have. And we can even do, I have it with me, we can do a little video for the Instagram story. And so I did it right up against it. And it got this super dark, dark shade to it. I moved it away. I held the blue light. Nothing. I moved away a little further, held the blue light, nothing. A little further, I'm like, all right, this is probably where I'd look at a screen. Nothing. So that's emulating what the glasses are going to block or not. Mm. So if it's like right up to my eyeball, if I have the glasses on, it's not going to matter. If it's like a few feet away from me with the glasses, it makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. So Noted um, for when I buy Yeah, I was like, you know, it's actually a pretty cool test for them to provide of like seeing, okay, this is what's getting blocked. Mm-hmm. i'm down good. and so you know it's not just before bed during the day if you have fluorescent lights if you stare at a computer for your job all day where it's unavoidable you know you can get good looking stylish glasses that block blue light most people won't know the difference you can get them magnified or not and so it's just why not if it's mm-hmm. a little thing some people might call it biohacking or whatever um I'm just trying small things to see what works. I'm also doing some stuff to try to fix my gut a little bit. Um, Been having, I've had this like post-nasal drip for a really long time. And uh, I might have told you. So I'm trying to mess with my big constants first. So bad sleep and beer. When I first noticed it a couple years ago. And uh, yeah, it's been a while. But I don't want it to become my normal. So I was like, all right, let's start with those my mom recently found out she has a gluten issue so she's like you know kid since you have a lot of my side of the family you might want to see a fit i'm like all right fine and i'm like damn it gumball head we have to take a break for a while it's nothing personal <laughs> it's not you it's me so we talked about it but three floyds man they make damn good beer <laughs> that's a hard one to give up and the breckenridge Porter. Woo! yeah but uh sacrifices but look man i tell you what there's some solid gluten-free beers you couldn't tell the difference and they do not skimp on the alcohol percentage let me tell you something that
1: no sacrifices there
0: no uh we drank what was that gluttony Mm -hmm. that was 5.1 ain't no joke no that was six that was six newgrist from lakefront is 5.1 yeah they uh they hook you up still they might take away your gluten, but they hook up the rest. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, just trying some different things. Um, so we'll see see how the glasses do. going to try them out, and, uh, yeah, I'll keep everyone updated. So I'll probably go through the next week or two and see see how I'm feeling, see how I'm sleeping. And i got to make sure I keep up to date with my other changes too. It can't just be the glasses and don't change anything else and hope for different results. Mm-hmm. So I need to make sure I still go to bed at a good time. I try to mitigate how long before I go to sleep. Am I looking at a screen? You know, still do all the right things with the glasses and see how I do.
1: Good, man. I'm excited to hear the progress as time goes on.
0: Yeah, so we're, we'll see. T- trial and error, you know, trial and error. Good. But uh, then I was, um, man, I feel like I'm on a rant today. This morning I was are. On, on my way to work. And you know Avicii. Everyone knows Avicii. Mm -hmm. And his song, The Nights, he, uh, and I wasn't even trying to listen for the sake for this reason, but it just kind of hit me in the face. And the line where he talks about his dad telling him, someday you'll leave this world behind, so live a life you will remember. And I'm like, how many times have I heard it? Have I sung it, but not thought about it? And it's like, live a life uh, someday, like, because you're going to leave this world someday. So live a life you will remember. And it's like, yeah, you should remember yourself living a really, really good, healthy life. Like you treated yourself right. You treated others right. You served and gave back to others. And you left this world a better place than you found it. But I also think, how are others going to remember the life you lived? How did you treat other people? You know, what did you actually do? Were you like, oh man, he's a great guy. I just remember him being super unhappy, hated his job, you know, hated a lot of stuff going on around him, loved him to death and, you know, just thinks that that he's gone now. It's like, man, that dude loved life. He gave everything back towards it. He helped a lot of people. He always treated me super, super nice can't say a bad thing about him man he really made some change he and made he made people different made them better
1: yeah and i feel like when those people the people who really made a difference when they leave the earth or when they die other people who are still on earth feel like a, pe- a part of them a piece of them was taken with that person and that's, i feel like that's when you know you have a true impact
0: it's legacy yeah and that might sound e- egotistical as well but I want to leave a good legacy, like leave my name in really good form. Mm -hmm. Like, wow, he did everything he could to better himself and those around him. And he gave it back. He he paid it forward. Mm -hmm. So it's like, man, live something that you're going to remember. Like, wow, I am proud of that. Like, I'm cool dying because I did all that
1: and that means something different for everybody. But I think I think one common thing is consistent is you got to take a look at yourself and like what what unique skills do I have? What what do I love to do? What what's going to bring me happiness because I'm doing these things? Take those things and go create value for other people and change other people's lives and do that over and over and over again every single day. You should you should have a serving mentality. Yeah. And I think that that it only is going to bring momentum when you surround yourself on a platform and uh, environment that allows you to, to take your unique skills and do it in a certain way, like we d- we we that's what we're doing right here. That's what our goal is. We love to speak, so we found a medium. We found a platform of podcasting, and we want, want to do it. And yeah. it's as simple as that. And it doesn't it doesn't have to be podcasting for people. It can be anything. Like if you just if you find put on your teacher's hat and go teach people things. Go talk about your experience and go make make change people's lives because anybody can do it everybody has an interesting story to tell and stories motivate people so you can start with yourself and go do that
0: yeah and it's like i don't want to put it in these terms because it sounds pretty cold and harsh but it's it's kind of like you know in in our past corporate jobs of you just feel like a number Mm -hmm. and that's it and the same thing happens in life with people it's like well I'm just another number. You know, I don't want to be another number in a world of 6 billion. You know, I I'm going to still be a small fish in a very big pond all the time till the day I die cuz it's the world. But I still want to be someone's like, "Wow, he created positive change." Mhm.
1: And and it's like, if you're in a situation like that, you can you can go to work and if you're a number at work, that's fine. But what are you doing outside of your work to not be just another person, just not another number? Who knows? When you start working on something outside of work and it starts to build and gain momentum and you find that one day where something just clicks for you, you take off running with it. Maybe if you keep at that one thing that you tried to do outside of work, you may not even need your work anymore. You can go do that. It's just one of those things where yeah. it all it takes is starting because people people get so comfortable in, the, in where they're at now and they always just wonder what could have been, but... I mean, you, you said it multiple times. If you just start, put that one foot forward, and you change that one person's life. Like, I don't know about you, but when someone – I've heard a couple people tell tell me about how much this podcast means to them. And whenever someone comes up to me and cites something specific from an episode we talked about. I don't know if just I've keep, had that. It keeps me going, man. But, uh, what has someone said to you before? Uh, Evan Peterson, uh, who, I gra- who I didn't graduate with, but I went to Butler with. Uh, he taught, I can't remember what he said, something about our podcast about time management with something at work. He takes a lot of what we've done and applies it to work. And just hearing that, like, like I would, I, like, I would, I mean, hearing that motivates me to to keep on giving more content and keep on helping people because that's what I want to do. Because I like I can have I have a lot of conversations with him in person. But I mean, if people listen to this and if they feel like I'm speaking to them like that. I mean that just motivates me. Uh, so that's how I get better from that.
0: That's awesome. Mm. What a what a good dude. I love mm. Evan Peterson. Yeah. You know I lied. my my uh, my friend my friend Megan she uh, she snapchatted me one day about her listening to one of our episodes. I forget which one. And so I always follow up. What do you think? Or what'd you think? What are your critiques? And she'll give some because she's in marketing and branding and stuff like that, and she's really good with that. And with that particular one, she was like, it's pretty much exactly what I'm currently going through.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I forget what how her situation was exactly lined up. But it was kind of a personal thing with her. She was just kind of dealing with, and she's like, this is exactly what I'm going through right now. And I think it was a work thing, too, and kind of figure out career path. But um, I was like, that's exactly what we're going for. We want people to relate to what we're saying and be like, wow, I'm just glad someone else said it. And I know someone else is going through it. So now I can hear what they did to kind of change it because I'm stuck. And that's our whole premise. People ask me at work, like I don't talk about the podcast a lot at work. I don't want to come off as trying to sell something, somewhere, you know. I'm I'm with you. My docs get that too, and they know like we're gonna have them on the podcast too. We've talked about that, and but if someone asks like, "Oh, what'd you do this weekend?" like, "Oh, I, I was kind of busy," and "Oh, what'd you do?" and it's like, "Well, I was on a road tour with my uh, best friend Tim for our podcast business," and like, "Oh, what's your podcast about?" and so I say like, "Our premise is helping helping people who are stuck, whether it's personal career." just stuck in some fashion and then we have high intellect individuals who have unique experiences that can help enhance your fundamentals of your everyday life and that gets me jacked
1: yeah it gets me juiced man
0: and it's like when i get that fired up about something talking like that and one of our front desk gals you know she's out i'm out in front all day and so they hear me talk a lot with patients and this and that and One of them was like, so what's your podcast about? I haven't heard you talk about it and tell me a little bit about it. We start going for like 10 minutes and I catch myself. I'm like, in my mind, I think our conversation right now and not trying to blow myself up, but that I was driving is like a 10 minute podcast episode. Yeah. Just because of how energized and excited I get. Like, this is what we do. This is our thing. This is how we want to help. Mm -hmm. And yes, it is a business. And we all know the fundamentals of business. We want to create money, but we want to help first. Provide value first. We want this to be huge. Mm -hmm. But when it needs to be. And it's like, yeah, we want to make money. We like nice things. I want to give back too. I want to have a lot of wealth to give back a lot. I want to start my own charity and do this and that. And so it's, I don't know. It's just awesome to have something that we're so excited to talk mm-hmm. to people about, mm-hmm. and within that is helping people. Right,
1: and that's that's always. I mean, that's our that's gonna be consistent. That's yeah. always gonna be the case. We're trying to help people get unstuck and strengthen yeah. the fundamental areas of their lives. That's and it. We've been consistent with that with that why with that identity from the beginning, and we're never we're never we're never gonna deviate from that. So
0: that's it. I that's love just it.
1: it. That reminds me, I mean, your conversation you had, how you can turn it into a podcast episode, that reminds me of our conversation we had with your mom. At the oh ta- my gosh, at, at, dude. At the, t- at the table this weekend when, yes. we, when, we, when we were eating breakfast on Saturday. Shout out to my mom, Saturday.
0: Carol. Shout out to all the moms. Shout out to Tim's mom making yep. an incredible human being. Yeah. Shout out moms, real MVPs.
1: Yeah, I met Slager's mom this weekend for the first time when we were going up
0: there to... She loved you, by the way. Awesome. Yeah.
1: past pass, pass the test.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Hell yeah.
1: Yeah, no, so we... Mess Lager's mom, she's literally a carbon copy of you both
0: i'm I'm a carbon copy <laughs> of guys, her <laughs> you
1: guys you guys look like each other talk like each other and you guys have the right mindset yeah
0: his mom well,
1: I, his mom owns a, a health coaching business Is that what you'd call it yeah, so her, so
0: lifestyle. my yeah. mom was a uh, she was a pharmacist for thirty years. and when they cut her full-time hours and wanted to bounce her around to this location that location part- time, she goes, I'm done. If that's how you're gonna treat someone who's been with you this long. I'm done yeah. And she was a pharmacist for Walgreens. And so she started down a couple different paths on her own. And now she's finally, I think, caught her fish. And so what she does, she's a healthy lifestyle living coach. And she also deals a lot with food. Um, She's an Amazon best-selling author. uh, Pizza, no cheese, cookies, no milk. uh, By Carol Slager. Yeah, plug. Um, But she... So, for example she has clients that come to her for yes healthy living advice one thing she'll do with even couples um like couple clients you know sometimes they're married is she will depending on on the case and what she sees and what she thinks they need with this particular one she created their first five days of all meals and all snacks monday through friday she made all of it and gave it to them like this is it this is your week this is your breakfast your lunch your dinner these are your snacks and she made it all and and provided it so that's that's a big upfront service but you know that's also showing the value first of like hey you can live really healthy and it can taste really good still and it's still pretty normal food and so she helps uh, she's a kind of a kitchen coach as well she'll go grocery shopping with clients mm. to help them pick out groceries how to read an ingredients label and i like to think the shorter the better
1: full service
0: the, f- the shorter the better yeah exactly
1: she does everything
0: and so she'll do coaching calls uh, she'll do initial consults and i think her initial calls i think are free uh, because she likes to see um, if you're both fit for each other if that person is not ready to make the jump and she sees that she will not work with that person because yeah she has a good fee like she she charges but there is value and and the one thing that her and I talk a lot of business but the one thing that's hard for her to market, is the fact that there's a lot of intangible values to her and so for example someone might be really struggling with something personal and they didn't come to her for personal stuff or as like some type of therapist or anything but through the journey together of fixing food fixing your healthy lifestyle making lifestyle changes those things come out and i'm like my mom in the sense that people Knowing us for very short periods of time will share their deepest, darkest secrets and just shit with us. And it's, I think it's our empathy thing, but that's one thing about her service that a lot of people don't have, but you can't really market that. That's really hard to market, but she provides a lot. She can help you with your foods, your cooking, your shopping, your your exercise your movement your habits and you know there's no judgment she just she's kind of your guide
1: Mm -hmm. and i yeah and that is such a huge need no matter where you live and i love that she saw she recognized that because she, I mean, most of her clients are within her community or in that yes. region, right? Yeah. So she saw that. Yeah.
0: She doesn't do she, as much online yet, yeah. more in person right now.
1: So she, she saw that probably from the people she encountered on a daily basis. Or she, at one point, she saw that, hey, mm-hmm. there's a need for me to go out there and do this. I can do this. And I think it's, it's just as simple as that. I mean, it's not simple to start your own business, but anybody can, can recognize that there is a need out there for something. How can my unique personality and my unique passions and my passion to learn to help those people provide a lifestyle for me that I love to do? And I think she recognized that, and I, and I absolutely love and respect it. And
0: she She's a hustler, man. She's spent a lot of years in the trenches with not seeing much, much profit or change. Mm-hmm. But she just stuck to her guns, man. And I told you, once you met her, I would make a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah you did you know she's trying to change people with food too and you know that's only one of the few things she does Uh, I mean she she coaches me even though she's my mom I still you know there are conversations that we have calls we have where she has to put her coaching hat on kind of coach me through some things Uh, a mindset thing an attitude change a situational thing an environmental thing something I can't control where it's like stop just stop it's not worth it it's done you, you you can't dwell over it so she'll she'll give me those too like i get she'll give the tough love mm-hmm. but yeah she's one of the sweetest humans but yeah she's a bomb glad you enjoyed her yeah glad you finally got to meet moms and check out the childhood home yeah shareville indiana
1: yeah i can't wait to bring her on to the podcast she said if you if you guys ever need me on the podcast oh my like, god i was oh, like we, mom
0: would you shut it we need you yeah set <laughs> yeah i uh i hope we can make another road trip sometime in april yeah would love to get a i can think of at least three more people mm-hmm. four uh that we can get up there too so
1: i'll make some plans in warsaw yeah, too. We, could, yeah. We, could, we could interview that whole city there's let's a lot, get it. there's a lot of grinders up there
0: let's get another big weekend going for I'm, sure i'm way down
1: i enjoy that shout, shout out mondo sanchez shout out ben barky uh shout out tanner blaz we released mondo sanchez last thursday but we got we got more coming for you so oh yeah that, this will release nah. on tuesday so the barky should be thursday but we'll we got those planned out to release so stay tuned for those
0: yeah and then we had a uh, dr dr bob dr bob newhaven what a oh, stud that's a good one stud chiropractor yep. so we we uh yeah, we got some fresh interviews for everyone. Um, I'm excited to listen to them again. Excited for them to release, but yeah, man, a lot of lot of value that weekend.
1: Yep, for sure.
0: Really happy. You uh, you had a few questions that you wanted to bring mm-hmm. to my attention.
1: Yes, I'm glad you asked, Slager, because yeah. I'm going to answer with well, three
0: questions. I, I I feel I feel like I've I've been hogging a little bit. I, mm-hmm. I want to. I, I want to know. see what you had for me. You when had some you, questions. When you got value, you got you to gotta <laughs> say it to the world. This, this I topic, mean, I didn't want to brag about myself. But, yeah. yeah. Now,
1: this topic's important to me. Uh, coming out of a corporate setting, still kind of in a corporate setting, but it doesn't really feel like that. Uh, I read an article in the Harvard Business Review about self-awareness. And I think it's an important thing to examine within ourselves and do a little self-audit about. And there's... The title of the article was Three Questions to Boost Your Emotional Intelligence. And I'm going to hit on the first one, the first question, because I think it's the most important, is you, at the end of the day, to to increase your emotional intelligence, to increase your true self-awareness, you need to ask yourself, what are the differences between how I see myself versus how others around me see me? And I think this is the toughest thing for people to put into practice um, because people don't want to take that step and, and be like, oh, what do what, are, what do others actually think of us? Because we think we know what others think about us, but do we really? And what I mean by that is I think it's important for your, for you at work, within your relationship, with your friends, to ask those people, like your boss, like your manager, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your best friend, your roommate anybody ask them this question what can i do better as a human being to be a better friend to you what can i do better as a human being to be a better employee to be a better salesman to be a better rehab therapist to be a better human being that could serve and provide value for others is there any because i think one thing when, when we do like employee evaluations at work our managers usually review us in some, sometimes, oftentimes, I'd say most of the time we give a review of our managers, but I think that something is overlooked is keeping that two-way communication between important people in our lives as to how we as human beings can be better and having that tough conversation. Because I think in today's society, we're always worried about saying the right thing and not offending someone and afraid of confrontation. But I think it's a tough conversation. This goes back to boosting your self-awareness is you need to ask other people like, hey, what, what can I do better? Like, what? Like be honest with me. I walked out of a sales meeting with my area manager on Tuesday. I said, hey, like, I know that meeting went well. And I know you, because I, I asked him how the meeting went well. He said, yeah, it went well. It went well. But I was like, but how, how can I be better? Like, how can I be better in a, in a sales setting? And, and he said, I think when you ask a question, give it a little more pause after it. And I'm like, oh, I thought it was a good question to ask, her, but that kind of makes sense. Something that I didn't see myself at the surface level. And I think that's such an important thing for people to do is you gotta ask yourself, like going back to the first question, what are the differences between how I see myself versus others see, my, see me? And I think bridging that conversation is important. And then you gotta ask yourself what matters to you. You gotta take the feedback you get from other people and you gotta align that with what's important to you and your aspirations. Because you can get all the feedback in the world, but you gotta really. You got to focus on what you actually want to change within yourself and that's the second part of it and the third part is what changes are you actually going to make how are you going to act upon the feedback you've got from other people and how are you going to act upon your aspirations that you want to achieve so take the feedback you've gotten take where you want to land or where you want to be in the future at a higher level and then outline a game plan for yourself how are you going to make these changes and that and this article is really short and shout out to my mom for giving me a harvard business review subscription for christmas so I got a lot more articles coming from that, but very, I think very can...
0: nice hookup by mom. Yeah.
1: Again, shout out mom. Yeah, And I think you can speak on that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know that the employee reviews that we all do, we always, we always review our managers and they review us, but I feel like there's just not enough two way communication between managers, employees, or even in other relationships in our lives. I know I can be better with some of the relationships in my lives in I'd terms agree. of being honest, with it. like straight up have the pride and have the audacity to ask someone hey how can i be a better friend to you what what am i doing what could i be doing better mm-hmm. i feel like that that question isn't asked enough what do you think about that
0: i mean that's that's a bold question too mm-hmm. it also puts them on the spot it's like yeah it, okay. does. it really I, does i didn't say you were being a bad friend but you know maybe see what they have to say yeah and if they don't ask you how can i be better to you don't tell them how they can be better to you
1: right exactly only if they ask.
0: don't think it's a two-way street it's like if you ask know that going into it when you ask like just because they might have an answer doesn't mean you need to have one back Mm -hmm. and we agree and and back to so i think that's you know if if you have a relationship or a friendship where it's like okay i think i'm slacking in this one a little bit then maybe that's when you can ask like hey i think i'm slacking in in our our friendship here what can i do to be better and that that will be well received i think Mm -hmm. and going back so i'm going to go back a couple points one about how you said it was your manager you were with yeah who said you could pause after a question
1: yeah because i tend to ask a question and then i tend to like i've told you this too i tend to like summarize the question or like ask like another question try to to, follow up to clarify my first question so just ask one simple question just pause
0: and leave it yeah let them listen soak it in Mm -hmm. comprehend and then respond yeah and i'm sure you've heard that all your training and in the job too sometimes person who talks first loses Mm -hmm. and we've talked about that here too but that's a good one that's good advice also for that because then it's okay you asked this question that you need a valuable answer from. They need to give you something. So ask it and leave it. And see what they say. Let the awkward silence ride. Ride it. It might feel like 12 hours. It's 12 seconds. Yeah. Let it ride. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Review your notes. Look around the room. Check how their ties. I don't know.
1: Look into their eyes. Look at at their body language after you ask the question.
0: Wait it out. Yeah wait it out and if they start getting uncomfortable they're gonna talk first that's it but they'll have a response they'll know they need to give you something Mm -hmm. so i like that that's i like that advice um and yeah we have talked about that and i i think you've already gotten a lot better at that with our interviews too of just asking something and letting them rant and uh, i think sometimes i do that too sometimes i'll ask something and try to but you know what I mean? Like uh, this, like saying this and this and this, and it's like, they probably know what you mean. Yeah. Let it ride.
1: Let them talk.
0: If they say, can you ask yeah. it in a different way, then do that. But ask it and let it go. hmm And then, so the first point, uh, I really liked how it was about asking people how you could be better. And you also touched on not how just you think of you, but others think of you. So I want to make sure we don't cross that fine line because we talk about not caring what other people think. Right. But then wanting to be better about ourselves based on how people might perceive us. Mm-hmm. So how what's kind of that fine line of like, you know, don't care what people think, but still make sure that you have good perception, I guess. Yeah, Does that well, make sense?
1: Yeah, if you're asking this question to someone, you have a good relationship with them to the point where you respect what they had to say. Like you you've developed enough trust with this person that anything that they're gonna tell you is gonna be told to you out of honest criticism that with the attention that's gonna make you better. And that that goes with like I wouldn't ask someone whose whose opinion I don't care about how can I how can I be better? Sure. Okay. I'm, like, the, like my, my girlfriend, my manager, my best friend, like, those are people I care about. Those are the people whose opinions I do care about. So I'm going to ask them. Right. And just like I would, like, just like I would with anybody else whose opinion I, I, I care about. Like, I, use the feedback you get from people to to make yourself better in a way that's going to make them better at the same time, too. Like, because at, at the end of the day, like, you're asking them because you want to be a better friend to that person that you're asking. You're asking them this question because you want to be a better salesperson for the company, for that person. These people that – you're asking them because you want to make their life better. So you Got care it. about it. Because I was actually thinking about that too as I was going – making these points is we really, we don't care what people think who are going to hate on us and, and tear us down. Because those – like when we talk about blocking out negative feedback and blocking out distractions like what you're talking about, those people are telling us those things not to make us better, but to tear us down. Right. So that's when you need to ignore what people think about you. But if someone's telling you something, giving you feedback, even something you don't want to hear, if it's going to make you a better person and a and a, and a better leader and a better human being, then you should listen up. Yeah. Because know, know what the intention is. I think that's the answer to that question.
0: I think. I like that. So good question. And like and like owning it. So like Jacko Willing talks about the dichotomy of leadership. And so he says, instead of, and I was just listening to this earlier today, um, when people will either message him or when he was in the seals and someone would try to pass blame or, oh, this person, Uh, this person did that, like, I was not even near that. It's like, who was in charge of that person? Oh, this guy. Who was in charge of that person? Oh, this guy who is in charge of that person? Oh me. Or or it's like, you know, you failed this mission because I didn't give you the resources or the information that you needed to accomplish this mission, so I failed you. Mm-hmm. Instead of you failed the mission, what went wrong? You know, it, it's a very different approach. Yeah. And to the higher up, Trying to do that. That's also kind of sucking up your pride. But knowing that in the long term, that person will deliver for you 10 times over because of how you handled their one fuck up.
1: That's a good point. That reminds me of what McKnight said about his employees like failing. He puts it on himself and be like, hey, like I didn't train you well enough. I didn't give you enough resources for you to... To win in that situation. Mm-hmm. So that's an important conversation to have. I like I,
0: I've used that at, at my job. Mm-hmm. Where if, you know, I, I like to think I do a very good job explaining why I'm teaching what I'm teaching and the premise behind it, the benefits with it. And every once in a while, someone will be like, you know, just, I don't know why we're doing this. Like, I don't get why I'm doing this exercise. What What is this doing? Like, I don't feel anything. I don't feel it. Like, I can make you feel it, quote-unquote. I'll make you feel anything. You know, I can program anything to where I'll put you in the dirt. It's not the goal. This is why we're training what we're training. And so if someone says that to me, like, I just, I don't know why we're doing this. Why are we doing this? And I'll say, oh, my, like, I apologize. I I must not have explained it clearly enough. So then I'll start, I'll backtrack. I'll start over, like, the reason we do this is because this is important because this affects this in this way. If we don't um, breathe properly in this fashion, this can happen. These muscles can take over. This will compensate. Uh, could drive towards this. It could be causing some of your pain because of we don't do enough of this. Like diaphragmatic breathing, interabdominal pressure. I'm not saying that is going to fix all pain, but it helps a lot. And... Uh, so i will say like and i have i've been like okay I, i apologize i did not explain clearly enough and i've had them come back like no no you did i just i don't know if i understood it as well and they'll try to take it i'll be like no well let's let's just kind of rehash it and then we're on a different playing field rather than uh you know i don't know why we're doing this Well, we we went over this last time like we went over this already it's a very different answer. Yeah. Instead of being frustrated with them on, you know, maybe they were kind of looking around the office first time, or maybe they were looking at me but not listening to me. Maybe they were going through the motions. You know, it, whatever it is. Instead of assuming that, I just take on. You know, I apologize. I did not explain this clearly enough. Why we're doing this? I know this can be kind of mundane sometimes. It it's it feels like more effort. But, but it will help your health. So let me re-clarify. And then we're good. But it's, you know, that initial, like, first few seconds, it's like, ah, I gotta suck this up real quick. <clears throat> Re-deliver. And after I'm done with it all, I'll be like, wow. Well handled. Well handled. I like that. And so it's just, you know, owning it, too, I think is a big thing. But understanding the intent, like you said, and... Uh, that trust with that person to be able to say certain things in a certain way um or not if you don't know that person then even more so you need to communicate in a different light because if you know someone you can get away with a little more not saying you should be an asshole but you can get away with a little bit Mm -hmm. but
1: i like that that's a great example
0: we're trying we're trying that's all we can do but uh, no, it's all about I, your intent. I like those questions. Yeah, I like those and and really challenging, challenging your friends because that shows to, to
1: them that you care about improving for them.
0: That's all it shows. Yeah. You're absolutely right because it's like, you know, I I mean you and me talk daily. Just yeah, you're one of my best friends, but we also do business. But it's like we'll shoot it too, mm-hmm. so we don't really have that much of an issue with that. Right. But if if I were to say to you or you to say to me, like, hey, man, I think I've been slacking a little bit as a friend, uh, even if it's like one of us be like, no, no, it's cool. Like, oh, like, no, but what can I improve on?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think if you or I said that to each other, it would merit a very honest and valuable response. And I think yeah. the reception of it would be like, okay, because we know how to deliver that Yeah, to you and me.
1: So and we're like, in it for the long run. Absolutely. Anything that we say to each other...
0: Like we drank beers over. We're in it for the long run, baby.
1: It's not to tear each other down. It's to make each other better. Yeah. Because I want to see you do well as a podcaster. I want to see you do well as a rehab therapist, as a friend, as as someone who can go out and create relationships. I mean, I want to see you do well at that.
0: When you text me like, hey, signed another one today. Fuck, man. I'm about to punch a hole through the wall. Let's go, baby. Then I'm like, this ain't my wall. I can't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Because at the time, it'll be like, I'll get a quick check like middle of my day or on lunch and be like, Signed another one, almost forgot my signature pen, but I signed another one. <laughs> then I'm like, oh, I got it. Yes. Got it. Got and the it's signature like, pen. Like, I, I, I don't benefit from that. Like my best friend does, but I'm I'm jacked up for that. And we've talked about things in that form where there are those people that will wait to see if you become successful and those that are wanting to see you become successful. Very big difference. Very true. Like, well said. Like, I appreciate what you said. Like, I want to see you do really, really well in all forms. Mm-hmm. Your job, the podcast, wealth, your relationships, your friendships, your family. Like, I just want to see everything go well. It's like I love when when my best friends make big moves. That's right. So. Oh, yeah. But uh, I, uh, I'm feeling a little bit of book talk. Okay. And uh, since we're kind of getting on, you know, I feel like we're on a little mindset roll here. So back to don't sweat the small stuff, being aware of the snowball effect of your thinking. Okay. And I hope a lot of people just listened to that and realized, uh, yeah, here we go because we've all done it where you have one thought. Maybe it's in the middle of your day. Maybe it's in the morning on your drive to work. I've done that too, to where you have, maybe it's something in your work life, your personal life. Something just has gone awry a little bit. Your life's not over. No one died. You have all your limbs, but something just went awry and it bugged you. And Like the next day you go through these scenarios, these potential scenarios that probably won't ever happen in your head. Or you get this one negative thought like, man, that was bullshit. Like this and that. And you just, you keep going. You get on that rabbit hole and you keep going. And it's like, man, this and this. And then before you know it, you're in a terrible mood before you even get to your desk. And it's like, what just happened to my day? And no one can talk to you. You don't want to deal with anyone or anything. And it's like, why am I super irritable? Nothing bad happened today. But your thinking can drive that too. Mm -hmm. And how we talk about thinking for the sake of visualization for your future. Like if you visualize that, you know what, this is going to go well. This is going to work out. Not everything is going to go just because you think it will. But that's different than like, Now, this isn't going to work out. I'll try it, but it's not going to work out. Then it won't because you're not going to give that effort of belief that it can work out. And so it's um, controlling your, your thinking. And it's really hard. It's really hard, especially if you are in one of your darker, deeper ruts in your life. And it's easy to just snowball that negative thought. And then it ruins you for the day, maybe the next day, maybe for the week. Who knows? Maybe through even your weekend where you should be the most relaxed and having a great time with your friends. You might still be super irritable because that one thing and then that thought just fuels and fuels and you're just angry. Like control that. Re- resettle that. Go hang with whoever you need to hang with in that mindset of like, man, I just want to talk to this person. I just want to hang out with, th- with this person and no one else. Do that, get regrounded, and realize what happened. Like, okay, I drove that. No one else did that to me. I did that to Mm -hmm. me. But recognizing that is really hard, too. Admitting that is twice as hard. And saying, okay, they didn't really do this to me to this extent. They stopped it about here, and I drove the rest of the the way. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's a hard pill to swallow. It really is. Still is for me. But it it takes true form really fast, especially when it's negative. Same, same for the opposite, though. If you're on the super high and you're just like, man, I'm feeling good. I'm looking good. I'm doing everything that I can and just this didn't work out. But that's okay. I'm cool with me. I love me. I'm cool with what I'm doing. I'm doing good things here. Didn't work out. Let's keep chugging along. You know that mindset can snowball too and just keep you rolling so when you when you hit that rock down the hill that kind of ruins your snowball a little bit that it could completely shatter like all right i'll catch some more snow on the way back down hit that rock no biggie you know can't avoid them all Mm -hmm. can't control it all pick up more snow
1: i love it it's a good metaphor so
0: don't sweat the small stuff man Talk about that book for days, but yeah. I uh, that was one. I'm like, man, I, I've definitely done that a lot of times, and it's gotten better, but it still does happen. Mm-hmm. And so I think it happens to a lot of people a lot of times.
1: Yeah, and I feel like a lot of it's a it's the our problems that we face every day. Our problems aren't what cause us to downfall and slip. It's our perception of what those problems mean. Because I th- I think. Any path to success isn't going to look like a linear line. I think, I mean, the people who who you see who have made it to the top, they all face problems just like, not exactly what you're feeling, but they all felt a similar feeling to what you're feeling right now. Um, and people still feel that. It's a con- like, you're not doing anything right if you don't mess up and put yourself in a position to, to risk something and, and fail. And failure sucks. Problems suck. Things that happen in your day that suck that you don't. Think what happened. Those things are going to happen. But don't let the problem itself derail you, like you said. Let your perception of it keep you from de- derailing. Because the problem is going to happen. I mean, that's a – and it did happen. That's something you got to face. But that's not what needs to cause you to keep on rolling down. It's your perception of it and how you solve it. And that's going to be the direction of your your, your happiness. So I like
0: I, that. I, I like you tied the perception and solving it too because so much of it – and this is you know in with with perception and and solving is how are you responding mm-hmm. and we've talked about reacting versus responding and it's like are you gonna get quick with it fire from the hip and see what happens or are you just gonna soak it in and be like okay let's see what we can do here now and, and that is growth that's a hard step to take because, yeah, you know, you should have those times where you can feel sorry for yourself and, you know, kind of be down a little bit, but not forever. There comes a time where it's, okay, now it's me. Now I'm doing this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I, I, I like that, um, that you added solving it, too. It's, it's how you solve it, perceive it, and solve it. So um, let's see if I can say solve it one more time. <laughs> <laughs> Solving it's the key, but that's what uh, we're all trying to do. Yeah, no, uh, that's a good point. Um, man, yeah, I love that book. But thinking, dude, it your mind is so powerful, and sometimes it can become the greatest tool in your arsenal, and can be your most gruesome prison.
1: Mm-hmm. Like Tanner said in, in his interview this weekend, control your mind.
0: Yeah, and it's wow, it's powerful. When you can control your, your thinking. Mm. so Facts. Yeah. Wild. Always a practice. Forever a practice. Control your thinking, your mindset, your attitude, uh, and your mind. Tana Blas. What's up, boy? Um, what you got on some book talk? I know you're reading. Are you, You're still in Outwitting the Devil, yeah?
1: Yes, I am. Uh, I hit on some article talk earlier. I don't want to get too deep into what I want to talk about in my book but I do want to take a quote that I did see in my book uh, by Ralph Waldo Emerson who didn't write the book Napoleon Hill wrote the book but when I was reading uh, chapter two last week uh, there was a quote from Ralph Waldo Emerson that said for everything you've missed out on you have gained something else and I think that that is very important in today's society because we are always thinking about where we're not at and like We're looking at our phone, we're looking at Instagram like, oh, I wish I was there. And I know that when we're making plans with people, we're worried about the plans that we're missing out on because we're making plans with these people. And it's something that, I I mean, I've I've messed out on because like the FOMO aspect. Mm. People are like, oh, I'm missing out on that. I'm just, I'm not, it, it makes people depressed, I feel like. But I think you can shift that. To focus on, hey, what am I doing? What's right in front of me right now? What moment am I presently in? And how is it helping me become a human being? How is it giving me happiness? How am I having fun with what I'm doing right now? Um, I think it's such a a simple quote, but something very powerful to me because I think it's going off what you said, what you previously talked about, control your mind, shift your perception on what you're actually gaining from something rather than what you're missing out on. So I, I don't I didn't want to get too deep into it. I just want to leave the episode on that little tidbit because um, I think it's important. It's important to recognize because FOMO is out there, but be thankful for what you do have and what you are doing at the present moment and live in the present moment. Because at the end of the day, if you're missing out on something, you're also missing out on what you're doing at the present moment. So you're double missing out <laughs> if you're worrying about what you're not at.
0: <laughs> I'm so glad you said that. Like. Yeah the the whole fomo thing kind of drives me nuts and this goes back to i had a basketball coach once where it was when i was playing travel ball in grade school years and we had a there was a get together at his house but i played with his son and he was telling the story and there were probably 12 15 of us kids you know 6th 7th grade whatever it was Kids started having cell phones and stuff, and he's telling this story to all of us. Hilarious, dude. And this girl's texting. And he stops. He goes, hey. And everyone's kind of looking at him and this girl, him and this girl, back and forth like a ping pong table. Her head is down in this phone. She doesn't even realize it's quiet in the room, and he's yelling at her. He goes, hey, you texting on your phone. Didn't know her name. She she looks up and realizes everyone is looking at her. Mm. And we're all just like, Shit, what is this coach about to say? He goes, what are you doing? She goes, "Uh, texting my friend. He goes, why? I'm telling a story. Like you're with me in person. I should be the most important person in the room. If you're texting someone, they're more important than me. You should be with them in person. And then that has always stuck with me. So what you were just saying about being grateful for what you're doing, who you're doing it with, whatever your experience is currently, it's like, oh, this is fun, but man, I'm missing that. That looks really tight. Fuck you.
1: Yeah. You're missing out on what's in front of you like, if you're talking about that. And
0: if you miss that, do what you really want to do in the first place. Yeah, leave. Yeah. And so I, I kind of tied that together, but I really enjoyed how you said be, be thankful for the opportunity in front of you because whether it's, going to some type of camp or uh, a vacation a trip something with these friends but not those friends A new year's whatever some party anything it's like pay respect to what like maybe who invited you appreciate that or the sake of let me take this to the extreme this might piss some people off but you're able to hang out with those friends you're able to stand walk around hear see touch smell feel all your limbs and and everything and you can drink this and have a good time with that and there's people who are sick and dying in hospital with no limbs or something got blown off because they were fighting for your country or just anything and yeah i'm going to take it to that level because uh the other week i saw someone in a, a wheelchair at the gym and it always brings me back like And I feel bad that sometimes I need to see that to bring me back to reality. But the fact of the matter is I'm able to squat. I can deadlift. I can press. I can bench. I can do all these different things. I can walk. So it's like you're able to do all these things. Be appreciative of doing those things, the ability to do those things. But, yeah, fuck your FOMO. Yeah. Like go do that instead if that's what you want to do. Or just hang with the people that you want to hang with, and whatever you do is going to be fine. It'll be kosher. Mm-hmm. So
1: I love that you said that. Next time you're in a yeah, next time you're in a situation where you're wishing you were somewhere else, just remember there's a million people who wishes they were in your shoes who
0: has it much worse than
1: you do, and you cut you covered that perfectly. People
0: so. in the same world that we all live in don't have clean water. Mm-hmm. Don't have clean water. Yep, and we have people complain about tap water. I know there's self benefits of this and that, but look. Let's get down to it. So, I uh, yeah, I really like that quote. Emerson, man, uh, I think he's also, I think he was quoted saying, uh, a happy ending depends on where you stop your story.
1: Mm. Like that.
0: Yeah. Pretty sure that was him. And uh, I got that from, I used to watch White Collar. Okay. On USA.
1: I, yeah, I know that show.
0: About a white collar criminal ended up getting a deal with the FBI and he catches criminals and forgers. He was a forger of all kinds. and One of my favorite shows, but also had good knowledge bombs like that. And so I heard that. I was like, man, yeah, it depends where you end your story. Where are you going to end it? Yeah. Don't end it if it's not happy for you. Right. Because I've heard so many people in prior jobs and just, you know, there's no fairy tale ending. There's no Cinderella ending for relationships and marriage and all this. It's like, why? Where Are you going to stop your story? What are you going to settle for rather than letting something just come to you and staying your course? I like that. End it where you want.
1: Our boy RWE dropping some knowledge.
0: Emerson on the podcast today. Emersonian. What up, cuz? <laughs> I love it. (laughs) Big man on campus today. Ralph, tell him what he's won. If he had Instagram today, I wonder what it would be like. You think he'd have one?
1: Yeah, probably. Probably be one of those motivational speaker, author, speaker persons.
0: I wonder what like authors, leaders like that, like Dale Carnegie's of the world and such, like if they had social media today. Even knowing after what they wrote and seeing that life and this life, I wonder if they, one, habit and two, what and how they would post and how frequently.
1: I bet they'd be one of those people that don't follow anybody but they just put out content because I think they would look like defensive.
0: a what's his I mean, nuts. Who doesn't follow anyone? We uh, just David listen. Goggins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, I feel like they'd be one of those people that they would be like, Oh, Oh shit. I can literally write my thoughts and words and get it out to millions of people in like a blink of an instant, but I don't want to see any of the shit on my timeline. Cause it's just, ah, dude, I, I, I bet you're right. They they'd probably look at it from that perspective. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know.
0: But, David Goggins, smart for not following any of the bullshit. <laughs> What a stud! He's the man, dude. That'd be crazy though if those people came back and like, the fuck is going on? All yeah. these butts on countertops <laughs> and sinks and shakes, protein shakes, <laughs> and products that
1: people don't even use. They're just pushing in my face. Oh gosh.
0: Oh man. How does everyone have a nice gym bag and Lamborghini?
1: Are all these people's lives just that perfect? <laughs> no one faces any problems or troubles to get to where they're... Something just doesn't add up here. All right. You got anything else?
0: Uh, no, brother. I think I'm I'm good on, on this one. I really enjoyed this one, I Did man. I really enjoyed this a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, I enjoy everyone. Yeah. This, this is uh, one of my favorite times in the world, but...
1: Mm-hmm. They just yeah. keep getting better and better. I liked
0: where we went today. I really did.
1: Yeah, good flow.
0: Yeah. Um, and just, I don't know, we had some things that kind of I was hitting with too, like just kind of dealing with and, in my personal stuff. And so I don't know, man, I just really enjoyed all our points. Mm-hmm. I liked your topics on perception and solving the issues and your questions and hanging out with Emerson,
1: Emersonian. our
0: boy Emerson.
1: Hell so
0: yeah. I'm good, man. I really hope all the people enjoyed listening to this one because it's little uh, impromptu uh, fireball here.
1: Yeah, I love it.
0: Post-dinner with Dave Dunham, episodes 1 and 14. If you have not listened to Dave Dunham, uh, also CEO and founder of Wired Ripple, um, incredible human, uh, focused on those making positive change. So if you haven't checked out those episodes, one and 14 our very first episode and interview guest
1: yeah and we can't get enough of Dave either so we're definitely we'll definitely have to bring him on for round three as soon as he finishes up his semester in april so we'll we'll, we'll definitely get him on yeah i'd love to hear about soon. his
0: his mental health research too he did a lot of mental health and social media research with mm-hmm. some
1: yeah now he can talk about it some he professors it. yep
0: yeah so he, he finally presented that if you've been following along from the beginning uh i know we've talked about that so he is now able to talk about that publicly. It has been presented at a symposium. So uh, yeah, we'll have to have him on and see what his research found because last time he couldn't couldn't give me too much.
1: Yeah mm-hmm. to tease us a little bit with it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Tim, anything else on this for you, my man? I'm good, man. Love it. Listeners, thank you for your time, your ear. Really hope you took some some things away. Um, go back, check the show notes if there's something that you liked, wanted to listen to specifically. We break down every episode. And if you're a fan of the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. We're also on Spotify and SoundCloud. Um, We are Off The Dome Radio. My name is Colin Slager. Always along with me. Nothing but the best of partners, Tim Allersmeyer. Tim, any last words?
1: Follow me, at (laughs) Timbers15.
0: Later, friends.